What's up, nerds? Nan Man here for another episode of Nan Man's Nerd Corner. We've been on hiatus out of nowhere. We disappeared for a little bit, and I apologize. But if you're wondering why we've disappeared, why there hasn't been podcast episode lately, there's been a lot of real-life stuff going on that we'll talk about briefly. Uh, not as much because this is not a co-host episode, as you guys have come to know and love. Uh, but we'll explain a little bit why it's not a co-host episode and what we're going to be talking about today because it is going to be all about TCGs and updates and, and fun stuff like that. So it's been about, I would say about a month or so since we've had uh, a co-host episode and that is in part because our co-host got married. Woohoo! Congratulations! Uh, so that's very exciting for Jaime. Uh, he did get married so we were all a- AFK celebrating and doing all that fun stuff. Uh, in addition to the wedding stuff, the YouTube channel, Nam Man's Nerd Corner, uh, has been kicking into high gear with our content related to the history of Magic the Gathering and Modern, putting out kind of video essays, very short, concise things like trying to shoot for five to seven minutes. Let's just kind of, hey, take a few minutes. Let's learn about this old time of modern, the days of the past that you know, pre-modern horizon days is kind of the way that we're, we're viewing it and looking at it. So, uh, that, you know, that's been fun to go through and, and post up videos. We've been doing that. We've, I want to say we've have our fourth or fifth one just came out. Uh, but we've, you know, been talking about things like birthing pod and creature based decks, talking about Eldrazi winter and what that's looked like. So talking about different ban lists, talking about different decks. We've talked about the only card to be banned twice in modern. So if any of that stuff sounds interesting or exciting to you, go over, check out the YouTube channel, give it a subscribe, just like you would be spreading the word, let people know about the cool content. So that's been a big chunk of what we've been doing, which means that the podcast stuff has sadly been on hiatus. We're building up. we we want to talk anime. There's going to be an anime episode coming up uh, with my co-host. It's going to happen. I keep I keep teasing it. You know, there's been some cool stuff that's been going on in the anime world, like the live action One Piece. We've you know had a bunch of big cool stuff with Gear Five for One Piece. If you know, you know. If you don't, you better learn because it's super cool. But uh, it's been it's been really exciting stuff going on in the anime world. So you know, we want to talk some some anime stuff at some point. Uh, but TCG-wise, things are really interesting. So at the time of recording, we're about to have a ban announcement for Magic, and I'm hoping that we're going to see some unbans. I'm hoping that we're going to see some bannings, and I'm one that's more pushing the unbanning side than banning, but I am um, feeling that Fury is the biggest problem in Modern. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, Rakdos scam being an issue. Uh, and it's like there was a meta breakdown. I want to say Frank Karsten or, or one of those guys put it up on Wizard's site and was like, hey, here's modern by the numbers. 22% of the modern meta is Rakdos scam. Uh, which, if you're not sure what that means, it means that the Rakdos Evoke decks, the one that took down the Pro Tour, is still dominating crushing. Being able to grief somebody on turn one and strip their two best cards is extremely hard to deal with. Not only that, they have access to Fury, so playing Fury early and being able to have that double striker and start swinging in for eight damage on turn two, eight damage on turn three, uh, is 
a clock that most decks cannot keep up with. It has it's too good of a deck, uh, and I want to see Fury Gun. I like Grief is annoying, but without the extra backbones of things, like Grief is is able to be dealt with. I feel like more so than Fury or things along those lines. So. I, I want Fury gone. Uh, a lot of people are talking about, you know, the One Ring's a problem. I It is, but it's not as much of a problem as it was when the set first came out. There are specific decks that are utilizing it, and those are Tron. Uh, there are a couple of the Golgari Yawgmoth decks that like to have it in there. Um, the... Beans, if you're thinking about the Omnath decks, are running that as well. But the Omnath deck is also sitting there and saying, hey, we're running the new Bean enchantment that lets you draw a card on play and draw a card whenever you cast it and it costs five or greater. And not just a creature, because, you know, why would a green enchantment uh, only care about creatures? That doesn't make sense. No, we wanted to make it the best draw spell in the game of Magic by saying anything you cost cast that costs five or greater and all these evo cards that we've been seeing like fury are of course costing five mana but you can pitch a, a red card and cast it for free so it doesn't matter and you still get a draw card so again fury's a problem we want to get rid of it at least i do i like creature decks so getting rid of fury is is where i'm at i you know the one ring's annoying beans annoying it's it jumped the omnath deck back up to number two uh, in kind of the overall meta of, of most popular decks. And even that is nowhere near the percentage or the amount that, um, you know, Scam is is kind of currently sitting at. So that's that's one of those interesting things of, like, there's pieces that are keep showing up that are a problem amongst these decks. Um, really, Modern is just a, a, a mess of a format. And sometimes it's great and crazy and chaotic, but as of right now, it's in this weird period where it's like well everyone's doing broken things but the people that are doing the most broken things clearly have figured out the best deck where i would rather play modern where it goes okay there's a top eight and we have six different decks in the top eight all right you might have some duplicates or things like that or certain pilots that are playing very well but i prefer that version of modern compared to hey here's a top eight and four of the top eight are playing the exact same list. And, you know, we, we've seen these periods of time where majority of people start piloting things. You know, things like Eldrazi Winter and stuff like that, or, or Hogak. And, you know, like these, these periods of time where everyone goes, yes, we're all in agreement that this is the best deck. This is a problem. But, and we're just going to play it until something happens and prevents us from playing it meaning something gets banned so it's like this unspoken thing amongst the modern community that we all kind of know something's going to happen to the deck we don't know what specifically i would love to see fury go compared to anything else but we'll see we'll see what actually ends up happening um so you know we'll, we'll probably do an actual video up on youtube once the ban announcement happens and you guys can see more stuff about that or actually probably by this time they might both be out at the same time this podcast as well as that video based on timing of things we'll see so you know things are interesting with that um you know preordain got uh unbanned in modern so you can try to draw a card um you know better version of serum visions so serum visions essentially got like 
people said soft ban by saying, well, now you're not going to run serum visions, you know, because you can you do your scribes beforehand and, and you know, optimize what you're going to draw. Uh, but all these drawing effects, like really the only main decks that are, are caring about that, we're seeing, of course, Murktide, Death Shadow, those sort of decks. And even Murktide, you know, was considered one of the best decks for a long time. It's... It's definitely in the top four, top five in that argument of, of best decks. You know, Yawgmoth, Golgari is up there as well. Um, you know, it, it's hard not to argue for those. Like, there, there's cool decks that exist, but even then, they're not, not top tier uh, compared to Beans, you know, the Omnath deck compared to uh, Scam. Really, the decks that are, like, Murktide feels very fair in comparison to what other people are playing, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to cast a bunch of cantrips, and then I'll play this big Drake-looking guy here and f- try to fly in and, and deal some damage to you. And that that's my game plan. I'm going to win through combat and swing a couple times and hopefully get you, and I'm going to run some removal. That's just like Unholy Heat, some Lightning Bolts, stuff like that to kill any creatures that might be in the way. And we're going to hope for the best. That's kind of kind of the game plan but uh it doesn't really hold up when people are casting spells for free which i don't know i'm i'm I, you guys have heard me I i'm not a big uh, modern horizons 2 fan of the evoke stuff because the evoke stuff of the past that we're mainly used to all right were cards that you still had to pay mana into right like Mold Drifter and things like that. You still have to pay one in a blue, or or even that five cost one in a black for, for Evoke to kill a non-black creature. You know, there's was, there was ways that people were doing things, but the I don't know the, the Evoke stuff. Like free spells are have always been a problem in modern, and they've always been slowly getting rid of them. Right? There used to be a time where you know Gataxian Probe was an amazing card, and that became too good. So they got rid of it. All right, Taxian Probe, Phyrexian Mana, or one blue. Look at your opponent's hand, draw a card. You know, I was able to get the day two of a GP back in the day off the back of that when I was piloting Infect. So it's like free spells are a problem, but not when they sell product and they are, are newer cards. But, you know, Power Creep and everything like that. We've we've had this discussion so many times, guys. You already know it. So that's that's the kind of modern update stuff that's going on with that. But modern and magic are not the only things that's going on. There's been commander stuff, too, that we'll kind of briefly talk about uh, before we get into a new TCG that we've been learning. So the way things have been going with commander, we've had a couple of sets. Um, You know, the Wilds of Eldraine came out. There was uh, two uh, commander decks that came out with it. I picked up the fairy one because I am a huge fan of tribal-style decks, right? This one tribe in magic that i'm going to go on i've got so many i basically have my own little mini cube of hey you want to play one of these specific uh creature based decks i've got you what do you want vampires no problem zombies sweet let's do it angels yep we got that too right so it's like i like having all those because they're fun like it's a very easy and straightforward style to for other people to play and understand so like if you go hey i got friends that come over they don't play magic as much you want to play a game here we go pick pick which one you want what tribe would you like to to play that came out uh the world beyond or whatever they're calling it 
Doctor Who just came out, so I picked up all four of those because I am a Doctor Who fan. Um, you know, watched it. I will admit that I did fall off during Capaldi's time. Like, I watched, you know, all the Souffle Girl adventures and all that stuff post-Capaldi and going through all that stuff with him and got to see some of the cool stuff about uh, with the, you know, our sword-fighting dinosaur lizard chick and her lesbian friend and, like, all that adventures that they got to go. Like, I saw some of it. I didn't finish it. Didn't see any of the 13th Doctor some point I'll probably go around to it, but like, you know, 9th, 10th, 11th, that, that period was, was kind of my big one. Huge fan, um, of David Tennant's time period, especially with Rose and all that, like all that stuff was so good. Um, so yeah, I, I was very excited with the Doctor Who stuff. I wanted to pick it up, picked up all four of them. I'm going to open two of them. Um, any guests switch to? I mean, I, I kind of gave hints already, but yeah, I'm going to do some timey-wimey stuff. And then I got the, I'm got i going to open the villain one. I feel like that's that's a good set of two to open. So if I ever uh, end up playing just, hey, let's do some one-on-one commander. Here's two decks that are from the same pod. And it has the plane chase aspect, which I love the plane chase stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to be able to do that and do some plane chasing and, you know, have, have some fun with that, with that side of things. But I, I have a couple of pre-cons now. Once I open those two, that'll put me at five pre-cons that I haven't, haven't touched or upgraded. Like I talked about, I had the fairy one, but I went through and did some changing, right? I had, I had some other fairies running around. Like I've, multiple copies of bitter blossom from back from modern back in the day when i had like a black white spirit deck that's no longer viable in modern um so i have a bunch of copies of bitter blossom so i threw that in that you know like there's different fairy stuff that i was like this will be fun let's add this in here like kindred discovery or one of those like other kindred cards that's not in the list i put in like there's there's a couple of of cards along those lines that i updated so i didn't do too crazy of an update because it's trying to keep it like very much in the tribal side of things but i have a couple of pre-cons that i just did not upgrade and did not touch um so the doctor who decks are going to be two of those that i'm not going to upgrade i'm not going to touch uh i also have the the 40k one the tyranid one because that was the first army that i got into in 40k so i wanted to get that built and that's kind of my all right that's gonna stay as my 40k precon and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna adjust that um i also my first ever precon i did do some slight upgrades to uh, slight upgrades not that many it was the uh the it's morphin time one where you put stuff face down i had a bunch of old like from the scourge and that set and and like onslaught original morph cards from back in the day when i was just like collecting cards and stuff uh, so I put a bunch of those in there and got rid of some. So it's like it's upgraded, but not really. It's still like the same game plan. So, but that's you know same thing with like Shorakai and got that as a precon and just sort of did. I had a bunch of extra vehicles lying around and stuff. So it's like it's still that same mentality of like here's two ones that are slightly upgraded without really pushing them to you know where where they can really compete with some people. Um, where it's fun to have just basic pre-con because i you know i have a couple of my buddies 
that are from college that are just now getting into Commander and getting back into Magic. We played, you know, during college, and we played Kitchen Table, right? And I would make those sort of tribal-based decks of, like, you know, I had a vampire deck that ran four captivating vampires, and its goal was just say, I'm going to get a bunch of captivating vampires out, and I'm going to steal all your stuff, and now I'm going to have a vampire army, and it's going to be a lot of tapping and untapping and, and, you know, fun stuff. So, like, I would make decks like that, and we'd play Kitchen Table on that and big free-for-alls. But now, you know, Commander didn't exist back in that day, um, or at least in the sense that it was. I don't remember when Shelton really kicked it off, but, uh, you know, this is this is you know, 2010, 2011, 2009, like that time period of, of playing kitchen table magic. So it's cool to see them start to get into it. Uh, my buddy, of course, big Lord of the Rings fan. So he got two of the Lord of the Rings deck, the food Hobbit one and Eowyn. Um, so he's got those. And so, you know, I've have, uh, a Lord of the Rings. I got the, um, which one I'd get. I got the elf one and I, uh, broke it apart and split it into two decks one that was an elf deck uh so i made a green black elf deck for kind of my collection of tribal decks uh and then all of the voting related stuff i used to make a brand new voting deck because i thought it'd be fun to just sit here and dirtle and do nothing and make people vote because it adds a whole different aspect to the game uh so that was fun i um, you know played both those decks uh but yeah the you know my buddy that played lord of the rings decks played with his brother and then he was like all in again and was like yeah i'm gonna go buy a bunch of decks <laughs> and so it's gonna be a whole thing i don't know magic's magic's a lot of fun to play with people and so you know teach people the game but there's a new game that's happening that uh is now kind of on the radar and got me very excited to learn and play again i've always been a tcg fan we, you know we've talked about it for years but uh the One Piece card game, One Piece TCG. It is relatively new to the world uh, in the sense that the fourth set, Kingdoms of Intrigue, just came out in September in America. Uh, they are a set ahead in Japan, and that's kind of you know usually how that works when it comes to it. Uh, also, because of the way that works, is cards that are Japanese or printed in Japan are not legal in U.S. tournaments. You know, safety first, and wording is slightly different. You know, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. Uh, so, you know, very cool to be able to start playing it and learning it because it's so, um, so early in, in the release of it, right? What's fun about it is it kind of pulls a little bit from... Uh, so many different card games. So we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, and I've been doing a couple of giveaways too, like just here's starter decks online for people that wanted to to be able to do it. And that's of course on Twitter. So if you you know aren't following me on Twitter at the Real Nan Man, I've been doing some giveaways every couple of months. Magic cards, you know, has been the main stuff. But I gave away a couple uh, One Piece starter decks because you know why not? It's fun. Learn it. It's great. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the card game itself and why it's so cool and unique. Uh, a part of it is you have a leader, think like your own commander, uh, and the same aspect of each leader has specific colors to it, whether it's a monocolor uh, or multicolor. There are no three-color or four-color leaders at the moment. There's only one and two 
colored leaders. So if I have a red leader, just like in Commander, I can only put red cards in it. If I have a blue and black one, then I can only put blue and black cards. They have all kind of your colors that you might expect. All right, we've got red, blue, green, all right, those kind of normal magic stuff. But they've also got purple. They also got uh, yellow in there. I mean, yellow is kind of white. So you know, just add it. They have their own own color scheme for it. Each leader, of course, has their own ability. They have attack power, just like all the characters do, that are more like Yu-Gi-Oh! attack power, right? These things are 1,000, 2,000, all the way up to like 7,000, 10,000, right? They're like, they're big, big deals. Your life total uh, is based on how much life your leader has. Most multicolored leaders have four life, with a couple exceptions here. If you have a monocolor leader, you tend to have more life. Um, and your life total is tracked just like Pokemon. And if you're not familiar with Pokemon, you have prize cards, right? You have six prize cards. You collect all the prize cards at the end. Guess what? You have uh, died. Or you kill your opponent's Pokemon, and they are drawing their prize card. And if they run out of prize cards, you know, they die. Same sort of concept uh, in the One Piece TCG. So if I have four life and you kill – if I collect all four of my prize cards – and then you attack me again, and I have none left to draw, well, then I have died. So that's kind of a, a fun little aspect. The resource management is like Hearthstone. You know, if you've played Hearthstone or seen Hearthstone, every turn you'll get an extra mana crystal in Hearthstone. In the One Piece TCG, it works out as if you go first, you get one Dawn, is what it's referred to as. Uh, that, of course, changes... If you go second, you start with two Don, and then every turn after that, every player gets two more Don, capping out at 10, just like in Hearthstone where they cap out at 10. That Don can be used to cast spells, cast creatures. Uh, it is very much like a control battle where you're often casting stuff at instant speed. You're countering and buffing your creatures to keep them alive. You can only have five creatures out at a time to help defend and protect your leader uh, of course, that is set up with just like the Yu-Gi-Oh! rules. Right? You can only get five out at a time. Uh, but it is very, very fun because you are like, okay, I have this 5K attacker coming at your 5K leader. Uh, a tie actually goes to the attacker. So it forces the person defending to discard cards from their hand to buff their creature just for that specific attack. It's not even until end of turn. There are specific ones that will. but like, it's, So it's been a lot of fun learning the decks and learning how to play and just kind of going through and trying to figure everything out so i i've been having a blast being able to kind of learn the game because again it's so new it's it's fun because all the stuff is like very very similar to other tcgs so it's been like oh okay cool i understand how this concept works because i've played this game or underhand understand how this concept works because i played that game and and so it's it's pretty easy to be able to pick up and learn uh plus the art's super sweet because if you have watched the anime or even the live action a lot of these characters go oh i recognize that character oh i know this scene i remember this part you you know lots of cool cool synergy stuff there is of course metas and regional tournaments and things like that but you don't have to you can just pick up starter deck and just battle with your friends to learn how to play so i sure i'll do more discussion I'll, I'll wait and you know have a full thing with my co-host Jaime when we talk about anime we'll talk about you know the one piece tcg and we'll get into it more because 
we kind of went all in, and we'll talk a little bit about why we went so all in uh, once he's there, and because he's mainly to blame for this. So, <laughs> well, well, once he's there, he can explain himself to everybody there. But you know, that's kind of our our update of what's been going on. There's been a lot happening, uh, at least TCG wise. So, figured you guys should get an update for things. But yeah, keep an eye out. We'll be getting back into the swing of things. More podcasts more episodes over on youtube.com slash man but thanks so much for tuning in and listening and watching and we'll see you guys next game